Fuck it. We're doing it live. Welcome okay. to the Dissectors Cut. <laughs> Hi, what's going on, everybody? I was fucked up and said the farthest reaches. And it's, that would not be the first time. It's not. It wouldn't be. It's. It's been a long day. Mm. It's been a long weekend. I'm tired. Always. That is that is the formula on how we run our lives. Uh, yeah, 16 hours of live music the last two days, and a lot of alcohol, a lot of hugs. So how are you feeling today? I'm a little hungover. Mm. Not as bad as it was earlier today, but that's that's. I'm not uh, perfect I'm not though. That's part bad. of the recipe for TDC and TFR. Someone at least has to be kind of hungover in order to record an episode. It feels that way anyway. Because we have to get all the moods, you know? <laughs> someone's funny and, and, and happy and laughing and whatnot, and others kind of content, kind of keep to themselves, and then someone else is just like pissed off the whole fucking day because they have no idea what's going on because they're a little bit hungover or drinking at that exact moment. I don't know. Yeah, just need to capture all those moods in one. Yeah, I'm also not used to having to look to my right to look at you. Yeah, things have changed a little bit since uh, we have uh, uh, Brittany on TFR. Yeah, new voices. But this is not TFR. Like you no, stated, this, this is the dissectors cut. TDC. Where we talk about movies. Yeah. And uh, I guess I should apologize once again for the delay in episodes. You know, life <laughs> is uh, a little chaotic here lately. And it just keeps getting yeah. more chaotic. We can't get our shit together. Between sicknesses and just life in general and just everything sucking dick balls. <laughs> well, <laughs> both. Yeah. Both. Because what's wrong um, with that? But hey, we're here. We're finally talking about the last. Uh, film of the Evil Dead series. I, yeah, my brain was just I like, mean, would you consider it the last in the series? I mean, I know Sam Raimi, and I guess if you want to say, you know, Bruce sort of had a part in it or at least wanted to have a part in it, but would you even consider it part of the original trilogy? Uh, yes, it is actually, according to uh, Bruce and Sam Raimi. Like, oh. it takes place in the actual, like, content- oh, God, how do they fucking I mean, what's that? What's that word? The that world. I- uh, universe. Yeah, pretty much it takes part in that universe because originally their plan was after this film, they wanted to do an Army of Darkness 2 with Mia, the main actress. In oh, this film. okay, okay. And um, and then after that, they were going to do another film, like a sequel to Army of Darkness 2, where Ash and Mia were supposed to team up. Oh, neat. But Universal passed on Army of Darkness of 2. So who knows if it'll ever actually get made? Okay. Maybe one day, but as... You know, after Universal passed on, that's why they went and did Ash vs. Evil Dead, the TV show. But um, who knows? You know, stranger things have happened. So hopefully uh, one day, because I fucking loved this movie. But before we talk about this, I want to talk about the movie that I was talking about at the beginning. Antlers. Antlers. Do yourself a fucking favor. If you haven't seen this movie Go see Antlers. It's produced by uh, Guillermo del Toro. I know a lot of people thought he directed, but he didn't. He just produced it. Okay. But actually, let me look up who actually directed Antlers, because I'm not 100% sure you do off it. the top of my head. Because clearly I can tell it was a horror film when I was first investigating it, but I wasn't sure what it was about. And but... that's kind of the thing I loved about the trailer. Yeah. Like, they didn't, like, 100% um, oh, like give it away. Oh, God, where's sure. the fucking director at? Where'd... Oh, no, it's lost. Scott Cooper. Scott Cooper, okay. Scott, yeah, uh, Antlers is directed by Scott Cooper, uh, screenplay written by Henry, Ch- oh, God, Chason and Nick Antoska. Why can't people have normal last names? I don't know. <laughs> but it's uh, based off the uh, short story, The Quiet Boy. But, yeah, it oh. fucking, I went in with little expectations. Sure. 
But like I've been anticipating this movie for a long like since it first was announced and it was supposed to come out like last year. Oh, okay. But COVID, you know, everything kind of pushed everything behind. But um, god damn. Yeah, I think I literally saw like a sponsored ad on Facebook and I was like, hey, that looks kind of interesting. One of the best newer original horror films I've seen in theaters in a long time. Really? I'll be yeah. That's a pretty bold statement. Yeah. It um and it also stars uh, Carrie Russell, who plays the mom in Dark Skies. God, I unfortunately can't remember her face, but which, okay. <laughs> um, which I really like her as an actress, and I, she does really well in like those kind of movies, but this is her. Okay, I gotcha. Um, that person. Vaguely familiar. Yeah. Okay, okay. But I'm like, okay, so she does really good with uh, horror movies that deal with uh, um, kids. She become a scream queen, basically? She on her way to kind of yeah. yeah. Which I, I say that because I had no idea until today that scream queen was a technical term used in horror. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just I don't know maybe some kind of lingo thrown about, but I didn't yep. know it was actually resulting towards like female actresses and, that are like mainly portrayed in horror films to the point that it ended up being an actual TV show. Yeah, I know. Yep. Then that then it all clicked. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Um. I. The, I just want to say, like, the special effects for Antlers were fucking phenomenal. Yeah. The creature design was super rad. The gore was fucking some of the best gore I've seen in, like, a, like a actual, like, big-released film in a long time. How would you um, compare it to our, uh, our remake of Evil Dead here? Oh, it, it's not as gnarly, I will say that, but there is one scene where, like, um, the camera, like, pans over this, like, Dude, that was half eaten by a Wendigo. <gasps> Spoiler, dude! It's a fucking gnarly, like the whole camera angle. Like it, I really enjoy this movie. Gotcha. The reason I said I was hesitant on it is because, like, as much as I love Del Toro's work as a producer, he sometimes produces questionable work. At least in my opinion, I wasn't a big fan of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Okay, I have yet to see that. It, I mean, it's not bad, but I, I think I, I kind of let myself. Um, be disappointed because I expected more. Because in my mind, I thought they were going to do it kind of like Trick or Treat, where it was going to be like an anthology. Mm, um, okay. But it wasn't. Like it was a like a complete like story that they interpreted some of the stories from the books. Sure. And like some, like, I mean, some of the creatures are super rad and well done, but it just, I don't know, it didn't work for me. Yeah, I could easily I, see that being an anthology. Of and course. I thought, I thought it would work a lot better as an anthology. But yeah, I walked away from that movie very disappointed. But yeah, uh, Antlers, yeah, I would definitely give it a nine out of 10. Really? I was very happy with it. What would you give this Evil Dead? I give Evil Dead, this Evil Dead, that was like an eight out of 10 for me. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so obviously, you know, like I said, this episode's about Evil De- the Evil Dead from 2013, but I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about Antlers there at the beginning, just because, goddamn. Why not? I highly, highly recommend. This is mostly a horror movie podcast, and uh, that's what we want to do, is try and get the name out for Ex- some of these. Exactly. And promote yeah. exactly. what little we can. <laughs> and it was funny, because like, I went to see Antlers at like, I don't know, like 11, 30, 12. Uh, one of my off days, and I was the only person in the theater. I was going to say at midnight, or like noon? Like noon. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and it was like a matinee, because it, it was like one of those days where I had to run a couple errands. And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I was like, I'm going to see if there's any movies going, because sometimes I do, because I like catching matinees because they're cheaper, and a lot of times you'll not be in a packed theater. Mm-hmm. And it was, I love that. And it was, a very, it was an empty theater. And I will say, there was a couple times where like, 
I was a little uneasy being in a movie theater by myself watching this movie, but that seems like the beginning of a horror movie. Uh huh. It does. Like someone just watching a movie spontaneous, like me and my wife one time, we went to the gym, believe it or not, and uh, at like midnight <laughs> we left and decided to just run up to a, a cinema nearby and um, catch, I think it was uh, one of the Captain America movies, and we decided to watch that, but we were the only ones there. I was like, man, I'll tell you what, this could be the beginning of a horror movie with someone, some other figure walks in that just seems kind of ominous. I don't know why, I feel like someone with a, a big coat and like a big hat, and yeah. they just like come and sit down, and you're just kind of like, what's going on? And I I don't know where that movie would go from there, but that's how my mind works sometimes. And I will say the uh, acting from the kids in Antlers 2 is really, really good. And it kind of has a not-so-happy ending, which I love mm-hmm. in horror films. Not to give any like real spoilers away, but I like it. I don't mm-hmm. like horror movies that have super happy endings. I mean, it's it's a weird offset for the horror genre. It really is. Like I don't mind them being there, really, but I don't know. I feel like if you're going to be engulfed in that world of horror you need some sort of blowback some sort of negativity even to the end yeah exactly um but yeah so anyway evil dead 2013 matt what did you think um i think i stated it a few minutes ago that this is probably one of the best remakes i have seen of a uh a series yeah, remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it. I guess technically a reboot since it's taken pl- takes place. In- yeah, I see soft reboot that term. Because uh, I mean, you see around. Ash's car. Yeah, which I'm like, okay, how they get that back from? Well, no, I guess it does come back at the end of a uh, Army of Darkness. I can't remember. I'm I can't either, over. but I, I guess it, I guess it has to. <laughs> yeah, even though I'm not sure but why I, I it do, remains but, there. But I do love that little touch that they have it sitting there and everything. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it says Delta 88, but I've seen some people speculate that it's not the same car. It's a 1974 instead of a 73. And they're like, you know, the 74 has like a little bit of a lipped hood instead of the 73. And I'm like, you know, maybe for the hell of it, if he smashed the shit out of it in Army of Darkness, maybe he had to get some spare parts maybe. for it. Who knows? Or who fucking cares? I am not a car person, so... You it's, could tell me that it's like a fucking Mustang. I'd be like, sure. <laughs> I, I, I know a little bit more about cars than that, but just... The, yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Same <laughs> same with the nail gun. I've seen so many people bitch about Natalie when she becomes possessed and has that nail gun and shoots at Eric and uh, yeah. uh, 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 David. Yep. Yeah, I think. And they're like, how does that even work? She has no fucking like airline to it. It's a compressor air, air now. I'm like, dude, the guy has a fucking chainsaw for a hand in the originals. Who fucking cares? <laughs> yep. Who fucking cares? I do love. Um, I saw a thing where, and I, looking at the names now, it totally makes yes, sense. Yes, I know where you're going, demon, and I love it. David, Eric, uh, how do you spell demon? Yeah, David, Eric, <laughs> Mia, Olivia, and Natalie. Yep, the five characters spell out demon. That's so badass. Yeah. Um, just to give a little bit of a rundown of the actual cast and crew, so. Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. God oh damn it. my God, Josh. <laughs> Evil Dead 2013, directed by Fide Alvarez. Screenplay by Fide Alvarez and Roto. Oh, I don't know if I can pronounce that last name. Saya Giaz. How the fuck would you... Roto? What? what? Ro- okay, the, the second guy. Roto. How would you say Roto that? Roto Sai... So, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know. Sayagas? Sayagas? Yeah. Uh, synagogue. I don't know. <laughs> I apologize for butchering your name. I didn't think to look up how to pronounce that one. I think everyone that directs, 
produces, even Guillermo del Toro, even though we can say his name now, I think everyone should go underneath a nickname, <laughs> make it a one word maximum of like three letter nickname, like Ray. Right. Just Ray. But uh, yeah, so you had uh, Jane Levy as the main actress, Mia, uh, Shiloh Fernandez as Deva, David, Jessica Lucas as Olivia, Lou Taylor Pucci as Eric, Elizabeth Pucci? Blackmore. It's P U C C I. It might be Poochie. Po- like um um or Pussy. What's uh my cousin Vinny? What's his name? Uh, yeah, uh, J- uh Joe Pesci. Oh yeah, yeah. Pesci. Maybe it's like Pushy or Poochie. Maybe there's a harder consonant in there. I don't know, but uh, I like I like Poochie. <laughs> also, can we talk about how my cousin Vinny is in the world of Evil Dead? Sure, but <laughs> fucking poor Eric. God oh, yeah. damn, he that motherfucker. I mean, I give him credit, but God, he was just a punching bag for everything. He was. Even though I feel like David was a great, wholesome character, I feel like Eric was the only one that had, sin- well, maybe Olivia too, but Eric had the most sense to him. It's like, look, Even this has to be the book. This- well, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, he didn't know. Yeah. I mean, he probably really didn't believe in it, but he quickly you did. You find a book that's wrapped in fucking human flesh, you don't fucking read it. It's like Ghostbusters. If somebody asks if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like... He didn't know any better, but quickly realized something's wrong. We need to fucking get out of here. Kill them. Leave. We're done. He was on the right track. Yeah. But of course, you have to have that connection between brother and sister, David and um, um, Mia. Mia and whatnot. And I get that, but it's like, I know where that road's going. Yep. I obviously do. Uh, but you're right. Eric, he got the crowbar that split his hand. He got the fucking 15 nails in his body. The worst thing to me, for some reason, was the fucking syringe stabbed uh. in his face over and over again. I was yeah, just like, Ew. Fucking stabbing his glasses. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, oh god, fuck. I will say, I love the fact that they approach this film with um, practical effects, and uh, the director has said in interviews that he did that as a nod to Stan Ra- or Stan, wow, Sam Raimi. <laughs> Stan Lee. <laughs> I almost like I tried to mix in, I think Stan Lee and like Stan Winston all together. Um, That's okay. But he tried to do it kind of as a nod to Sam Raimi. Good. As, you know, being like, you know, what Sam Raimi was able to accomplish with Evil Dead 1 and 2. Yeah, using such, practical effects. And now look where we've come budgets. with practical, practical effects and yeah. how good it still looks. Oh, yeah. Um, let me, I, I was reading a thing, just looking at like the IMDb. Uh, it says, according to reports in, in the press, the film used 70,000 gallons of fake blood. In an interview, Alvarez said they used 50,000 gallons for the final scene alone. See, then I've also heard that they broke off some branches and made a pentagram and then slaughtered a goat and blared slayers raining blood the whole time. And yeah. then it just, you know, conjured a ritual and then that's how they did it. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The whole, like, the, I will say, like, seeing this movie in theaters, this was one of the first films in a long time. And I think it's a mix of the practical effects and the sound mixing that kind of made me cringe, especially times where like you know people are cutting their limbs off, and, like the, like the squelching that would yeah. happen. I'm just and as like, soon oh. as that for Natalie, as soon as that bone hit, oh uh, yeah, the ending of that sequence, which was the greatest payoff for it. Yeah, I yeah. do love that. Like she had like the kind of wherewithal to just be like, you know what? No, fuck this. That's what I'm saying. Like what Eric too. He's like, let's fucking stop this. And everyone's like, no, but I can't. It's my sister. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I'd probably just fucking destroy my sister. Olivia deserved better. She did. She really did. She was, yeah. Finding her in the bathroom with just carving her face. Oh yeah. Poor girl. I will say as, as no, you know what? 
Grandpa deserved better. Yeah. Why you have a dog named Grandpa? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, he deserved better. Yeah, he did. Um, I will say, as much as I hate to, you know, that I've I've had to experience it, but I've had friends go through drug addictions and drug with withdrawals and stuff like that, and they did do a pretty good job incorporate like making that feel real isn't this um levy's like first big role i think or it's somebody's big first role i know that this was alvarez's first feature-length film that he directed okay um i want to say i heard it somewhere but i'm not quite sure i want to say levy let me but i i I can't remember off the top of my head um she had done the shameless tv show before this uh Looks like she has done a movie called Nobody Walks, Fun Size, but then even... Oh, wait. So it was somewhat recent. Like, it was still early in her career. Okay, so it's early in her career. I think actually think the person I'm thinking of who didn't have much screen time at all was the very beginning girl, Phoenix Connolly. I think that was whose debut I was thinking of. Oh, the teenager at the very beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which, honestly, I'm watching it, and I'm thinking I'm just going to murder someone for no reason, kind of, and then she's just like, hey, guess what? I actually am a demon. I'm like, oh. Uh, dude, yeah, the way that they did, like, that possession was fucking rad. And I've heard, I haven't looked for myself, but I heard that around the two minutes and a quarter, like 225, when she's burning alive with the flames, you can see a demon's face in those flames. Really? Yes, because I also thought I read that Basically, mo- most of the effects are like, it's like 95, 96% of all the effects are practical. But there might be a tad of CGI, which would make sense if that was a demon. But I haven't looked at the demon. I don't I, know. I do know that in the opening sequence, the um, fuel was actually apple juice that they poured on her. I was wondering what that was. Like Olivia, when she pisses herself, I'm assuming that's probably apple juice as probably, well. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that scene when she's walking just stops. Ugh. Always fucking gets me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, but... Uh, yeah, Phoenix Connolly did a great job. Thank yeah. you for that. Appreciate that. And I think I also read that the old lady in that beginning was either, I think it was a deadite in one of the previous movies. I know, um, I, I think they did. I know that there is, uh, I know Cheryl, or the actress that played Cheryl, I think she did some like voiceover work Okay. a little bit. Um but I could see that. I do know one thing I do love is because, you know, we talked about it before with how, you know, films are shot. You know, not many films are shot in sequence. Sure. Uh, apparently, according to the, the reports on this one, 95 percent of the remake was shot in order. And they did this because a lot of the film takes place in a controlled environment. And the level of blood and violence gets worse and worse as the film progresses by shooting mm. in order. They can throw blood on the walls and not worry about it being messed up in the other shots, which makes sense. Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, yeah, I can get that. Apparently, um, I did see, too, the necklace that they find that's broken. It's in the shape of the skull, like like when um, Ash gives uh, the necklace to his girlfriend, Linda, and it falls and it's in the shape of a uh, skull. It was kind of like a nod. I was just going to say, is that a nod or is that just kind of for fun? It was, it was a nod to the okay. original Evil Dead. Well, same with nods. Going with nods, um, we have Eric who, when Olivia's talking to him about you know, David not being here the last time, uh, I think he says a line like, yeah, truly amazing or something like that, which is a nod to Ash, you mm-hmm. know, Bruce's character. Yep. And I think the first one, yeah. And how you said this still revolves in the same like universe as the other Evil Dead movies. 
I, I can't remember, even though I've only watched it a couple months ago or so, but when they get to the cabin in this one, in the 2013 version, and the door is already broken into, is mm-hmm. that how they got into the, the cabin, the very first movie in Evil Dead? Did they uh, break into it? No, and the first one, there was a, a key, key right? at the top of the um, door frame. Yeah, so they just unlocked it. But I thought people have said it's kind of a nod because it's like maybe they wanted it for 2013 version to just act like someone's already been there. Yeah. Perhaps that was a nod, or not even a nod, but perhaps I was just talking about the people that we saw in the very, very beginning. That's kind of what I always assumed was like they were the ones that broke in. But people also said that it's supposed to be, I guess, counterpart with a nod to just the other Evil Dead series saying that other shit has happened here before. Yeah. Which I like to think that yeah, that's yeah. why they did it. I will say, I do know that this film had, like, originally it was rated NC-17. Of course. And the yeah. studio wanted it to get um, toned down for a wider release, which I totally understand. But, God, I want to see that original cut. Same, because there were some in the trailer that was not in the yeah. final piece. And I, mean, I you think see you that co- a lot in movies. Yeah. Anymore, I think uh, Ukraine banned it, right? Yep. I think Ukraine's one of the ones which that banned it. Which a lot it. of horror, I mean, when it comes to horror films, I mean, there's so many that get banned in certain countries because of censorship and yeah China. yeah 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 especially in china china gets really bad with uh a lot of banning and that's why a lot like films like eternals like when uh people were afraid that or, uh, i know marvel and disney were afraid that it was going to get banned there because when it comes to like um view like viewers when it comes to movies mm-hmm. america's like the United States is a huge draw but china's a fucking massive draw same with like video games but they're afraid yeah. that Eternals was going to get banned because of the uh, oh. There was no big titty anime girls in it. No, it's the one. Uh, uh God, I can't remember the uh, character Ferris or like one of the uh, Ferris or something like that. But he's uh, you know a gay character, and a lot of China has issues with that. And of shit. course they do. But, yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it was. Ju- I mean, shit. The original Evil Dead was banned in a number of countries too. Mm-hmm. Of course, things have changed dramatically. What forty years ago? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But actually, um, looking at other films that Alvarez has directed, he hasn't done a lot, but he has directed the newer horror film Don't Breathe. I've heard of that, but I haven't I haven't watched that. Doesn't look like he directed the sequel that just came out, but it looks like he helped with the writing process. But apparently, he's also writing the uh, story to the uh, apparently a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that's coming out in twenty twenty two. Hmm. Well, good for him. But uh, yeah, I know the first "Don't Breathe" film is really, really fucking good. Okay. Um, I okay. did enjoy that one. It has oh god, what's the guy's name? He's the oh bad guy from uh Avatar. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, Stephen Lang. Like the general? Something about the movie? Yeah, yeah, the general guy at the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Stephen Lang. He plays a great villain. He was also originally my fan cast to play Cable, uh, when they were first talking in the talks of making Cable, like in uh like one of the Deadpool movies, but obviously he turned into Deadpool 2. Gotcha. But yeah, he was my original. What's his name again? Cast, Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. He was also in a really good kind of horror comedy movie, VFW. That was really, really good. So many movies I have just not seen at all. It's okay. That's why you have me. That is why to I give have you. you recommendations. I also found it interesting in Evil Dead, the remake here, that they didn't call it the Necronomicon. And they actually called it by the name that was in the original recording. Yeah. The Naturna Dementos or something. I don't know. Some, yeah, Naturon like Demento. Yeah. Demento. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah, I did find that kind of interesting too. But I mean, it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not too much of a of a 
you know, deviant way to to get around the Necronomicon idea. I mean, it still I feel like plays pretty similarly to what it's supposed to be about. Yeah. Um, but I did I did like those type of liberties that this film had taken in order to try and prove itself the same, but yet just a tad different than the original. Yeah. I feel like uh, one of the reasons why I love this movie is like, I feel like this was kind of like what's cause obviously Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were producers on this film. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is like what in his mind, Sam Raimi originally wanted like the brutality of it, but he just couldn't with the budget. So I yeah. feel like this is like seeing his like dream come to life. Yeah, I can believe that. I can believe that. With less cheesy characters, no offense to Ash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, all those characters were um not too well endowed in, in, in their acting career just yet. Yeah. Yeah, but I get I get what you're saying. And I um also looking at this right now, it looks like filming took 70 days. Okay. Okay. Not, not bad at all. Relatively isn't bad, but could have been worse. Yeah. This is kind of interesting. Alvarez and um, when they co-wrote the script, it was actually doctored by Diablo Cody in an effort to Americanize the dialogue, since English was not the writer's first language. And Diablo Cody, she's kind of oh, uh, um, what was that one film she did? She's done uh everything from Juno to Jennifer's Body. Uh oh. So okay. She's. I like one, but not really the other. Which one don't you like? Jennifer's Body. Really? I actually really like that one. Yeah. It was all right. It was one of those that kind of like, I, when I first watched it, I wasn't a fan of it. But then like upon viewing it again, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I've only seen it once. Maybe I have to do the same. Um, I just didn't feel as, I guess, connected to it as I wish. Yeah. That's I fair. wish I had. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what else we got here? We got the chainsaw. Obviously, we see that in action. Oh, yeah. And she... Uh, Rips off her her hand underneath that jeep, which seems like it'd be a difficult thing to do. But hey, uh, obviously she doesn't put that chainsaw on her hand. But I don't know. It's like the idea's there. It's like it's lingering that yeah. she could do that. I I do also love the makeup they give possessed Mia. There's, I like all the possessions really. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same throughout the whole thing. But I agree. There's something about the uh, scene when uh, oh fuck, why can't I? I already forgot her name. Uh, Natalie's getting ready to cut off her arm and mm -hmm. he is like looking under the crawl space or whatever. And like, she kind of has that very demented smile. Don't you do it, you bitch. Yeah. I fucking got <laughs> if That was what the line was. I can't remember, but I remember I laughed at one I of think those. It was, I, I think it was like something like that. But yeah, like some of the lines are like of possessed kind of like when you watch like the exorcist now, yeah, like the possession lines are fucking comical, even though I, they're not supposed to be. I also heard that, uh, like maybe like halfway through the movie or so, there's a scene where it just goes to uh, Mia possessed in the cellar, and she's kind of just like up, up against the wall, and she's just kind of like moving back and forth, yeah, and making these noises. And I heard that someone, uh, uh, I don't know if it was the director or what, but they filmed her doing this for like five minutes straight, yeah, just acting possessed. And I don't know if they did that and then perhaps pieced it throughout the rest of the movie because there are, I mean, 10 minutes later, it goes back to a, a point of her sitting in there kind of <laughs> doing that same thing. Yeah. So I don't know if it was all filmed at once, but they were like, yeah, she was just going and going and going. I, like, I, I just kind of went on IMDb and like looked up some of the quotes just to see if anything popped out that I couldn't remember. And <laughs> the fucking, there's the one who possessed Mia talking to her brother. No, why don't you come down here so I can, I can suck, suck your cock, pretty boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, 
Oh, the one with uh, Possess Me is talking to Natalie, the kiss me, you dirty cunt. I'm like, God oh, yeah. damn. I'm glad we had some of that language in there. Yeah. And it's not that I necessarily need it. It's just like, can we break a little bit of these boundaries where it's just like, oh, no, cock and cunt's just a little too bad. It's like, come on. Come on, people. It's 2021. I'm about right. to be 2022. So actually, okay. So yeah, when I'm, I'm looking at the uh, quotes, so like as um, Mia's getting possessed and uh, like when she gets like super calm and she's just like, you're all going to die tonight. Mm-hmm. The possessed voice that's kind of like mixing in with Mia's with the, the whole like you will die, like the all these before you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That was Cheryl from the original Evil Dead. Uh, uh, God, Ellen Sandwich's, uh Really? Voice. Yep. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. I like that. And then, you know, you have the uh, the other line with possessed uh, Mia's talking to herself, ta- causing her a fucking pathetic junkie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, I was wondering what the abomination was going to be. And I know in the book it depicted just kind of like a normal-looking, long-haired human being, you know, nothing too outrageous. And that's what it came to be. But I don't know. I was hoping for something a little more abomination-y. Yeah. I don't, and I don't mean Tim Roth's abomination in the Hulk. <laughs> I just want something a little more non-human because that's how I feel like people expect an abomination to be. Yeah. Unless they're, I mean, I guess I'm more so thinking of it as a physical appearance. Maybe it's honestly not supposed to be as much of a physical appearance. You know, it's something that resides in hell and yeah. mentally, you know, it seems to be just uh, a demon. Yep. To put maybe. it to put it lightly, so maybe it just isn't all about that. But I feel like I wish I saw a little bit of something extra. Like yeah. when it crawls out, you see a kind of more protruding spine, which I liked. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I know I I wish it was I don't know lankier, you no know, kind of creepier like that, taller something. Yeah. Um, but all in all, those don't matter. No. At all in the end product, and I still think the movie was fucking fantastic. Oh yeah, I definitely. This is like one of those like few remakes that I'll go back and like rewatch on occasions. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to like remakes, like you know, this one's super good. The Friday the Thirteenth remake with uh, oh god, the one guy from uh Supernatural, um, Jared Padalecki. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared mm-hmm. Padalecki's in the uh, Friday the Thirteenth reboot they remake. That one is super solid. The kills in that one are fucking brutal. Um, I it's. Might be a controversial statement, but I did very much enjoy Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, obviously, the like George Romero's uh, Dawn of the Dead still fucking phenomenal. But there was something that I, I just I love the brutality and the opening sequence of Zack Snyder's Army of or Zack Snyder's Dawn of the, every fucking zombie movie. What's happening? <laughs> Like, every zombie movie title was just, like, running through my head because I'm, like, Army of the Dead, <laughs> fucking Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead. But Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Opening sequence. Thank God. To uh, one of Johnny Cash's songs. So fucking good because it's, like, it flashes through a shit ton of, like, uh, news articles mm-hmm. and, like, newsreels and shit. It's so good. One of my favorite openings in a horror film. You know. And you immediately get a zombie kid at the very beginning of that movie, too. <sighs> Uh, for some reason, this clicked when, and this is totally off topic, but for some reason, when you said kills, it just reminded me that this entire weekend, I have watched nothing but a lot of movies or series that deal with kills. I finished the third season of You. I've not watched a single season of that show. It's it's fun, especially since it has that um, the Dexter 
that yeah. it has his inner monologue, which is kind of fun. Okay. It, it kind of I've uh, heard good things that just never really piqued my interest. Yeah, it's not as I feel like as brutal and as you know, since Dexter's like forensics, not as like I want to say just for a lack of a better term, sciencey kind of way to go about these yeah. murders. It's more so just kind of like casual, just like oh fuck, here we go, <laughs> fuck okay. that guy. Um, but and that was probably the the worst way to describe that. But I watched people die in that. I watched. Evil Dead, people die in that, and the dog died in that. I've started Midnight Mass. Have you seen Midnight Mass at all? I have not. I've okay. heard decent. I've heard mixed things. I should say. Well, there's some. I'll just say some. Well, I mean, I've seen a person die and some animal deaths in that, and I'm just like, holy shit! I just, I for Bigfoot research, I listened to a certain creature <laughs> dying, and I hated watching that, and I will never watch it again. But I'm just like, holy shit! My entire weekend's filled with nothing, just fucking death. It's not spooky season anymore, Matt. I know. <laughs> I know. I waited too long for it, but uh, yeah, I need to take a break. Yeah, you do. You're going to become a sad boy. Yeah, but that's all you make me watch is this shit. I keep I... asking for Princess Diaries. Come on. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Have we done anything happy? Yeah. Well, no. no. I guess people have died every film that we've talked about, haven't they? Mm-hmm. People, uh, oh, well, God damn it. No, because people died in Gremlins. Fuck. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep thinking. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, overall, like I've said, I highly suggest, like, if you haven't seen this movie, I highly suggest at least give it a watch. Yeah. And, the, and yeah, there wasn't too much uh, going on with this movie like we did for Evil Dead you know, 1 and 2 and Army of Darkness. Yeah. You know, it, was, it, it didn't come with as many flaws in production as you might think. And, you know, I mean, talking about budgets just about 10 seconds when you talk about how much it it made and how much it had to to be used so we just thought today would be a discussion and a little more fun facts throwing in throwing in there um but yeah all in all i mean i really did enjoy the movie and i think it needs to be absolutely seen you know if if i say evil dead when in the past episodes evil dead one and evil dead two that need to be seen if you're you know a horror enthusiast and you have to see these movies that that needs to be on the list. I mean, this might as well slip in on that list as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So this film was made with a budget of 17 million and it ended up making 97.5 million at the box office. So not too bad. See, just like I said, 10 seconds and that little tidbit's over, but that's interesting to know. But, um, and it had a 92 minute runtime. So, you know, it's a nice, just hour and a half. It's just like the others. It, it, I mean, it's, I think it's technically longer, but the others basically revolved around 90 minutes, yeah. 85, maybe. Yeah, not too bad. I, I, I always think 90 minutes for a horror film is that's like my, I would say, perfect taste. Yeah. Uh, I guess it just depends on the movie, but I'll go two hours. Oh, yeah. And, and, and of course, when it's especially something like, Avengers and whatnot. I'm like, you know what? I I expect that to be like two and a half. Oh yeah, or three hours. I, I will it say, needs to fucking, be. um, you know, just talking about movies and just length. Um, Eternals. It was like a nice two and a half hours, but really, it it didn't feel like it at all. It was well, that's it, good. Like, it, like I I don't know. I very much enjoyed that movie. Uh, way way more than I thought I would. But uh, way more than I would say half the population out there that's seen it. Because all I hear is. Bad shit for the most part. Most of the people that are review bombing it haven't even seen it, and they're just being shit bags. Oh, because that's mm, that happens. How it is. That's what people do to. Because there's a gay superhero. Fuck off. God, again, it's 2021. Can't we move past that? Right. I fucking hate it. Is that person from China? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> but nothing against China. No, not at all. But it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there are gay superheroes. There are trans superheroes. There. Are, 
fucking superheroes every color. Get over it. They're, here's the thing. It's not fucking real. It's not going to hurt you. Is the, not to get too off topic, but is, is, the, is the character gay or is it the actor or actress that is gay? The character. Oh, okay. The actor might also be gay. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I'm about to say, I'll, I was going to start fucking throwing hands if they're mad about the actor or actress and, oh being gay. Oh, my God. They kiss on screen. <gasps> Ew, oh, cooties. No. But you get a sex scene with a guy and a girl, the first Marvel sex scene, even though it's a very awkward. Hell yeah. Like two second sex scene where they're just on top of each other. You don't see anything. But lame. It was the most awkward sex scene that I've ever seen in a film. Well, was it more awkward than Mia in Nature? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, you know, overall, God, just get over yourselves. Uh, yeah, not well. gonna hurt you. Anyway, so how do you want to wrap this up of the Evil Dead? Um, it was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it it's been a fun journey. I've honestly like when I started this podcast, like these were some of the films that I knew right off the bat I was gonna talk about. Because uh, I mean, like I've said in all the episodes, Evil Dead's always kind of had a very special place in my heart. Yeah, and I I think it it should. And it's one of those, you know, the legacy lives on. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. You know, we're getting the new Evil Dead video game coming up like next year, I think. No, hopefully. Um, and that looks like it should be really fun. Um, who knows? We might eventually get another movie. I know Bruce has kind of said he's kind of done with Ash, which I mean, I could understand that. I did see that's fair. I did see it. Like, I'm like, God damn it. Because, like, there's certain actors that, like, no matter what they do, I'll watch it. Like, sure. Um, fucking, oh, wow. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Anything he puts out or he's in, I will watch it because he's like one of my favorite actors. Bruce Campbell, this motherfucker is going to be in a Hallmark movie mm. where he's playing like some like washed up musician, even though he's already played that in a movie called Bubba Hotep. But I saw a uh, thing about it and I was just like, huh, interesting. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see that. I don't, I don't a, know if I can take him that serious anymore. I, yeah, the entire time watching it, I'm just going to be like, when's the demon show up? When's the demon show up? <laughs> uh, but I don't mind Ash, Bruce Campbell, saying that he's done with this. I mean, not everyone can be Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. Right. Uh, let, let's let's be real here. Um, but no, I, I think good for him. He's definitely left his mark. No. It, yeah, the movie that he's in on Hallmark yeah. is One December Night. Oh, Jesus Christ. God, it sounds so bad. I can't stand those fucking movies. I can't either. Probably because there's no fucking demons flying around and 50,000 <laughs> gallons of blood falling from the sky. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The Christmas movies are starting to become just as bad as the Christmas songs you hear. You know, yeah. When it hits November 1st and everyone's like, jingle bells all the way, bitches. And then they just play that in every goddamn convenience store. Um, yeah, it's yeah. got fucking Bruce Campbell and Peter Gallagher. Let's see. What's Neat. the synopsis of this film? Okay. Or there's no... Plot on IMDb. Because there is no plot in those fucking movies. I could add a plot. Go ahead. It's snowing (laughs) outside, and this guy tries to find someone he likes. I like this top review, though. Oh, God, it's a 10 out of 10 top review. Jesus Christ, how old is this woman? Actually, there are two 10 out of 10 reviews for this film. Mm. Back, back, back. Way back. What the fuck? Okay. (laughs) This first sentence... (laughs) Back, 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 way back, way back. It's a home run. Hallmark does it again from perfect sets to slipping in the pre-1950s pickup trucks. Hallmark has a way of bringing back memories for the older viewers. 
I especially love it. I don't know why I'm doing it like this very seductive That sounds like tone. Hallmark's own account leaving a <laughs> fucking review. I especially love it when they bring in actors and actresses that us old old fogies can relate to. See? What I say, how old is this woman? Dee Dee was my favorite. She clearly says she's old, and I think only f- old women use fogey as a <laughs> word. Fogies, I love that. I think the part I liked best was that all the players seem to have great chemistry with each other. See again, what I say. We're the perfect choice for their roles. You can thank casting for that. <laughs> oh, God. It's literally wintertime, and people just find love. This can't, this can't be an older person because they don't know how to work the internet. And usually half the time, whether it's the male or the female, they have a kid. And so the, the male or female becomes <laughs> a stepmother or father. That's just how it works. This next paragraph sounds very odd. I do not work in the movie industry and never have. I just appreciate a really good movie that just might make your eyes need windshield wipers and you feel your heart come a little closer to your mouth. I like how I'm just like promoting this Hallmark Bruce Campbell Please movie. stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping this would be good. It was better than that. Oh my it God. might be the best Christmas oh, movie Hallmark has ever produced. My God. At the center of the... Two or, or wait at the center are two phenomenal multi-layered performances by Campbell and Gallagher. The supporting cast is excellent. The story of two aging, feuding rock stars trying to find their way through painful memories back to healing is at time contentious, humorous, and touching. I've never given a ten before, but I can't recommend this enough. Excellent movie. Was that a nod to Bill and Ted right there? Excellent. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I just because love the about fact music. that. This has gotten a 10 out of 10. You know what? Honestly, I hope this becomes Bruce Campbell's like Best movie shining ever. star. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> fucking good. I'm going to get a fucking one December night movie poster to get signed by Bruce Campbell at a con. <laughs> at, at Horror Hound. Yes. <laughs> Look how motherfucking I simple want to. this poster is. Huh. That is the most generic poster one I've December. ever seen. So there's... I wonder who that guy in the blue sweater is and then who the girl is. I don't know if it's like a wife or a kid. Uh, I or... was going to say probably a daughter of the Gallagher's character and a son of Campbell's character, if I had to guess. Like, I wonder what the fucking problem is. I don't know, but they're Because there's always a problem that has to be solved. Like, you can't find love and they find it at the end. I don't know if these people are like, I wish we were back in music. I don't know, I don't but know. they're feuding. I kind of want to watch it, and I hate mm. that. I want to watch it. Mm. God damn you, Bruce Campbell. I hope this doesn't take place on my birthday. Otherwise, I will never celebrate it again. Apparently, it came out on November 14th. Because it literally talks Wait. about one. It literally talks about one yeah, December night. Today. One December night. So it could be literally December 16th. And if that's the case, I will change my birthday legally. The IMDb rating uh, Stop. has 44 reviews and it's got an 8.4 Stop. out of 10. I'm just saying. Stop. <laughs> I'm just saying these old ladies apparently love it. Of course they do. I mean, if I was 75 years old and saw Bruce Campbell on screen, a silver fox, I'd be fine. And if not, I'd be making myself fine. Let's put it that way. <laughs> anyway. All T- right. Turn that old fogey around. I'll tell you what. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So this is about Evil Dead. We've concluded our series now, right? Yep. I, God, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. Oh, God, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> That's in December, in case you didn't know. That's coming up. Well, it's for us, at least. Yeah. Um, yep. I like it. You said, what, seven or eight out of ten in the beginning of this on top of the show for Evil Dead? Eight out of ten, yeah. Eight out of ten. I like that. Eight out of ten. Yeah. I would think. I almost want to say like. It's definitely, it was like like I remember going into it like not expecting a whole lot, but being just fucking like blown away by it. Sure. Like um, I would say 
honestly, eight, eight and a half out of 10 for like overall movie. But, and I keep coming back to this on the spectrum of it as a reboot, I have to say like nine and a half or 10 yep. out of 10. It's fucking fantastic oh, yeah. when it comes to that. This is a reboot slash remake done right. Yep, I agree. Um, so as far as like our next series, because I know we usually talk about um, what's coming next at the end mm-hmm, of these episodes, mm-hmm. um, you guys will get, an, there's going to be a filler episode in between. Uh, it's going to be another trailer discussion because um, we haven't done one of those in a while. Nope. And what's it about? Morbius. Because <gasps> as much as I'm not trying to do superhero movies on this one, Morbius does feel like it might be somewhat horror centric. I mean, it is a vampire movie in the Marvel universe. And the yeah. fact that Marvel called Morbius the living vampire, because like at the time they couldn't have like undead characters in comics. So really? Yeah. So Marvel's just like, Oh, he's a living vampire. So Marvel couldn't have undead. It's something about that at the time. I don't know the whole, huh? I'm interested to know that of, of it, but yeah, it was something like that. You know, but, I was never too big into like, superheroes and comic well i shouldn't say just we comics should save this for the morbius episode well <laughs> you know what let's do that yeah. i'll just save it till then um but after that uh i am currently reading uh the memoirs of elvira mm. and we are going to be doing it might be a two-part series maybe three parts depending on how i want to break it up but uh our next uh series is going to be about the one and only cassandra peterson elvira hell yeah fucking Crazy ass life she has lived, <laughs> and crazy ass rack, right? Yeah, good. Between her and Dolly Parton, <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, uh, so we'll have this out, and then that discussion of the trailer might fall close to around Thanksgiving. Yep. But you would expect to see our next entry to a series of of Elvira, uh, probably in December, yep. early December. Yep, coming soon. I'm. I just need to finish reading the book. Yeah. How is it so far? I really enjoy it. Awesome. It's probably one of the better memoirs that I've read. I mean, I love reading memoirs just because I find it interesting learning about, um, you know, people and like their lives and everything. Of course. But, and I will say, like, she, there's something about like her writing, like you can like her charm, yeah, and like her kind of sense of humor bleeds into it. It just it works really well. Cool. Well, I can't wait, man. I can't either. I'm excited. So, I have been Matthew Plunkett, and I've been Josh. And what has this collectively been? This has been the Dissectors Cut. You can awesome. type in the Dissectors Cut on any of the social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram. You'll find us. We'll pop up. You'll see our logo. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should. Know, leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Or if you can leave reviews on any of your podcast formats that you listen to, because I know there's a shit ton out there. Yeah. But I don't know which ones allow reviews. I know Apple Podcasts does. and Yeah, you only hear of like two, maybe three Apple Podcasts, yeah. Spotify, maybe like Himalaya or something like that. But oh my God. God, are there like 15 or 20 that I can think of? I can't say think of all the time I head, but I know about. But yeah, if you yeah. can uh, leave us reviews, that'd be great. I mean, obviously, five stars are great, but if you leave us reviews, that also puts us on uh, different boards. And Yeah, you know. people are more likely to find us. If you think we're good enough for other people to listen to, then yeah, leave a rating, leave a review, and that way that exposes us out into the world a little bit more for other people to come in contact with us. Yep. If you have anything else you want to tell us, more so directly, whether it be any you know tidbits of information when it comes to how movies were made or any uh, recommendations on movies or series or whatever it may be to watch and perhaps review or, or do whatever with, honestly, you can hit us up on the Dissectors Cut Podcast at gmail.com uh, where we will gladly respond to you with whatever you have uh, within that said email. Yep. Even if it just says, I don't know, poopity doopity. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. Perhaps I'll add on to that rhyme and I'll, I'll reply back to you. Yeah. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Stay spooky. Uh, mm-hmm. Go watch Antlers. Go watch <laughs> Evil Dead. Go watch Princess Diaries. That too. Of course. And uh, yeah, you'll hear from us soon. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.